Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello everyone, I'm Tracy Koga. Welcome to a special edition of Hewitt Home. And right now in this beautiful white seat, poolside, uh, I mean, this does not get much better no, than this, gorgeous. does it, Rana? It's beautiful. So Rana Bakari, mayoral candidate. And Rana, this has been a wild, wild ride. And I have to warn you, tonight we have some of the best of the women in Winnipeg here. Agreed that want to leave tonight knowing something about you. I say they should leave here knowing everything about me. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys got to ask the good questions. I'm oh, here for it. Yes. Well, okay, so now just to preface this, we've been through summer. We're heading into the last leg of the race. Yeah, the 50-something days that are left in this campaign, absolutely. And? I still don't have an RV. So, <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll start with that. I still don't have my, uh, my dream campaign office, which was, uh, you know, was really thought out. And you know this as Tracy has been working with me on this campaign. But, you know, I had this vision in my mind of a few things. Number one, uh, I wanted an all-female team. I wanted to be surrounded by fierce women who were leading the charge and making history. And we did that. Uh, and the second thing I wanted was to have um, the ability to meet people where they were at. And mm -hmm. so we had this RV, and we wrapped it, and it was prepared, and it was accessible. And we did all these cool things so we could go to people, and they could meet with us. And they didn't have to chase me, but I was going to go to them. Um, and then it got broken catalytic converter got stolen so um, we're still waiting on that but uh, I mean good wishes send them my way so we can get that fixed so I can hit the road again well there's been a lot of crazy bumps along the road and you wanted tough questions absolutely first polls came out yes not so good no but we knew that because oh, yeah, we were prepared. people did not know who Rana is so no. the big question who is Rana what does she stand for? What's her platform? Yada, yada, yada. Oh, yeah. All, all the good questions, which are, um, which are so important for democracy. Like, they're so important to ask those questions. And, you know, what's interesting for me is because I've done the whole political thing before, uh, I'm very aware of polls, and I'm very aware um, of how campaigns work. So... Um, I remember when I was the liberal leader back in the day, when I was very young, 
like that was like seven years ago so my early 30s and um you know i remember brian bowman being at three percent that poll the same poll that i was what seven or eight percent and i remember i knew brian and i met him one time and i said you know i don't even need to know who you are and what you're about because i know you're a man of integrity that much i know and as the eight years have gone on with him i definitely don't agree with every action he has ever taken but the one thing i know is he's not a backroom deal guy he's not a shady person he's he's like me because i think that when you're trained as a lawyer there are certain things that we are so terrified of doing that we we just don't do them simply because our our entire you know our name on the roll depends on that right like we are so held to such a high standard when it comes to that so so i remember that three percent and then um when I was at seven, I was like, woohoo, like I, I'm, I'm higher than Bowman was at, <laughs> during that first poll. So, so there was that. So I'm, I'm not deeply disappointed in that at all. Um, but what I am is um, excited to, to share, share who I am and what I'm about. And, um, you know, the first thing when people ask me that question, I'm immediately like, I, you know, I am who I am. There's no... There's no, there's nothing really fake, and unfortunately, that's bad for politics in this day and age. That um, if you don't have that kind of fake persona, it's very difficult to make it in politics. People expect you to have this this game on all the time, and I just am not that. I didn't grow up in that world. I didn't grow up through that lens. It's not who I am as a woman, as a person, as a professional. Uh, so I've always chosen to not do that. I think that if Winnipeggers want um, somebody who is who's a value-based person. That's who I am. I'm a value-based person. I believe in values. Um, I believe in, in truth, and I believe in justice, and I believe in accountability and transparency. What I don't really fall into is ideologies, and I think that is a lesson that I learned throughout my political career, is that ideologies are never going to serve us. What we need to do is it's always facts and figures, it's always numbers, and it's always who are we as people. And for me, when I started this campaign, it was about who are we as Winnipeggers, as a whole? Do we have a common, common thread that runs through all of us as people of the city? And there is. Mm -hmm. We are people of community. We are, we are known to be people of community. When things happen, we can turn to each other and lift each other out of the darkest places. Oh, so... A question for you. Please. As mayor, or if you were mayor right now. When I'm mayor. Yes. When you're mayor. No, in Saskatchewan, in those small towns. Oh. What has happened yep. in the last three to four days? And we felt the ripple effect of that. Mm -hmm. How would you talk to those people? Absolutely, and that's a great question. And I spent so much of my last seven years... Um, you know, my entire practice was doing general counsel work for First Nations, so that's all I know. Um, that is my entire legal career. So um, when, when I announced that um, I wanted, didn't matter what the province said, but I wanted um, safe consumption sites, and people were like, well, you're just giving people drugs. No, 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 no. What we're doing is... On the one hand, we're dealing with human beings. We're dealing with people 
who are in the worst crisis in their life. They're consumed by drug addiction. They're consumed by all sorts of trauma. And they are, because of that, violent. And they are dealing with other things. It's a public safety issue. It's a public safety issue to have people take whatever drug that they're going to take anyways. They're not going to stop taking them until we have provided them with the addiction services that they need, the social services that they need, uh, the mental health services that they need. So that is why it is a known fact that safe consumption sites actually help with public crime issues, with issues that are that are happening on the streets. Because when they are consumed by their their by their addiction, unfortunately they are in a safe space. They're in a space where they have dignity and they have respect, but they're doing what they are addicted to do. And what becomes a challenge for me is the fact that we know now in 2022 that addiction is under the DSM as a mental health issue. It is now considered a mental health issue. So I, I, I have difficulties with, you know, on the one hand, saying, you know, we have to support mental health workers, we have, to, we have to take care of the mental health of all Winnipeggers, the youth, the people who basically post-COVID have dealt with so much. But on the other hand, well, if you're a certain type of person and you look a certain way, that's not accessible to you. That doesn't make sense to me. You either believe that we support mental health services or you don't. You know, th that's just the fact. Uh, and if we do, which I believe that we do, and I believe that we don't want crime on our street, I believe that you don't want to be in River Heights right now getting broken into every second of the day. I believe you don't want to be in my neighborhood getting my car broken into, my RV broken into, blah, blah, like the list goes on and on. It is not safe, but it's not safe because we have people consumed in their addiction on the street. Now, wouldn't it be much safer for all parties if they were in a safe space while they're in their addiction, not on the street while they're in their addiction with a hatchet, with a knife, stealing. It's just, con it, it, like to me, I just, it doesn't make sense. You know, and I know people agree with it, some people don't, but I think that we've tried everything else. More police is not gonna solve this issue. We've done everything else. We need a, solution to this and I believe that that is one step it's not the entire solution mm -hmm. but it is one step towards a bigger solution Robin you've you been standing there waving your arms do you have something to say about that um yes g'day Please. uh like I think safe consumption sites like needle exchange programs I think like um, in, in New Zealand, when, when I was living there for a while, one of the things they talked about were wet houses. Mm -hmm. That people could come, still be in their addiction and get support. And if we allow people to be in those places and we support them and actually not judge them but be with them and support them to take whatever step it is for them. For some people it is abstinence. For some people, it's harm reduction. For some people, it's medicated-assisted changes. Mm -hmm. The statistics across the world say where people have done that, it makes a massive 
difference. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I do some work with, uh, we actually have a um, understanding homelessness workshop about treating people as people. Mm -hmm. And yeah. sometimes people aren't treated as people. And if you're not treated as people and you've had trauma and you're still getting all this stuff like it's no wonder we have the problems that we have so Rana thank you for mentioning that yes I hadn't heard you say that and I did go woohoo oh absolutely absolutely um and again you know like I said I I have nothing to um you know I I have to walk out of this campaign and I have to be the mayor I have to live my life at 45 years old with integrity and making decisions um, that are based on the goodness of people that, you know, I don't want to live in a world, I don't, I don't, it's just not who I am as, as a person. Um, and I think that we could, you know, people hear me say this often, you know, I've, whether it was in law, whether it was in politics, I will always choose people over politics. I will always choose people. Because when you choose people, the things work themselves out. They, they, they get to where they need to go. But when we stop thinking about people, and we start thinking about everything else, we are not going to get to where we need to go. And again, you know, whether you individually care or not about that person, do you, you must care about your public safety. You must care about your, your property getting broken into. You must care that you can't walk down the street. You must care that when I was on one ride along with the police, we, we had to stop four people with hatchets. I mean, we, we must care about those things. Right, so you know, it's a it's it's an option that 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 encompasses both parties, um, and, and I believe for it to be the right thing to do, and um, you know, and I stand by it. I, I think it's the right thing to do. Wow. Does anybody else have anything that they want to add? Robin stands poised. <laughs> uh, she's ready to go. I know that there may be some more questions coming, but Please. I want to go now to another, I guess, pillar or platform, and that's the environment mm -hmm. and clean water. Yes, oh. see, she just triggered me. The minute you say clean water, right when I walked in. There's a big pool right there. Yeah, I think let me clean. jump in, but I, I, I actually can't swim. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> I actually can't swim, but I love water. So I'm the kind of person who goes to the beach and tells everyone, guys, watch me, stay close to me just in case. Um, but I have good friends, so they always take care of me, so. Um, but, but, so. This is my issue with water, and I, I'm just going to explain it the best I can um, because it's kind of, it, it's, it's very nuanced and it's very big. So, and I, this isn't something new to me. Um, I just have the platform now to speak publicly about it, uh, and, I, and I, I really need Winnipeggers, whether you vote for me or not, please, please pay attention to what I'm saying. There are 731 kilometers of asbestos pipes in Winnipeg. 731 kilometers, which means that the majority of old homes in Winnipeg that were piped between 1950 and 1970 have asbestos pipes, which means that every time we see a pipe burst, the fibers get disrupted and we have fibers running through our water. Which means that when you turn on your tap, you may very well be drinking water 
with asbestos in it. And what my challenge today, what my challenge in this campaign is this is not sexy. Nobody wants to hear me say it. So I write a letter. I write a letter to Minister LeBlanc, who's a Minister of Infrastructure. And I say, hey, I'm running for mayor. I need you to hear me. I need you to listen to me because we're poisoning people, potentially. And even if we're not, at least tell people. They, they have the right to know so they can make decisions with dignity and respect for their own families, protect their own families, have that autonomy to make their own decisions about what they do in their lives. No response. And all my letter said was, hey, I know this is happening. You, as the federal government, are doing an infrastructure assessment. You've paraded about this infrastructure assessment. You're very proud of it. And I'm asking you, in that assessment, because the city of Winnipeg only has one form of revenue, which is property tax, I'm not going to put this on people, so you're already doing the job. Why is it that you cannot include asbestos pipes in your assessment? So as me, as a candidate who wants to be mayor, at least I know what I'm dealing with. And I can be honest with Winnipeggers because no one's been honest with Winnipeggers at all. And I could tell you the latency period for asbestos is 40 years, which means 40 years ago, we are now dealing with the consequences. So I'm also going to say this. If we suddenly see cancers of the gastrointestinal colon cancers rising, perhaps we should look into that. Perhaps it's not just our food. Perhaps there's actually something deeper going on. And when your own reports, because I'm not just making this up, these are national federal reports. These are national city of, Win uh, these are city of Winnipeg reports. And the last city of Winnipeg report actually had a level that was more than the regulated amount that is in the US. So I would ask you guys, why is it, why is it that in the 50s to the 70s, the whole world was using asbestos pipes? But the US spent billions of dollars after being sued, which might be my next case, might, might be what I have to do for people to hear this. Why is it that after they got sued in 1973, they regulated it? EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency in the United States, regulated asbestos. Why? Because they knew it was going to kill their people. It, they knew it was going to harm their people. So unless there's something that I don't understand, that suddenly when you cross the border, suddenly it doesn't matter anymore, how is it that Canada hasn't regulated it? So for anyone watching, I have a, um, I, there's going to be a petition going out. This is not even about the campaign. I'm asking us, I'm asking us as Winnipeggers to save ourselves. And there was candidates who know about this. When Glenn Murray was, was and I, I hate, and I apologize, this is not my, I don't mean to do this, but when he was mayor, he knew about this because the year after, they stopped testing. And in that report, it said every single year, there are 10 areas in Winnipeg that must be tested. Why did we stop testing? Why, why would an agency tell us that every single year it needs to be tested? I mean, does it make sense to anyone else or am I just, uh, am I just you know? <laughs> so, so when we're talking about water, I know I'm super passionate about this. I know it's a lot of information. I know it's very nuanced. I get it. I understand that it's hard. It's hard because it's not something we talk about. But I just need people to hear what I'm saying. I'm trying to, uh, you know, this is, I, I can't unsee what I know. 
That's all I'm trying to say. I can't unsee what I know. I'm an ethical person when I live here, when I, when I, when I run for mayor, when I go back to my practice. All I have is my integrity. And if I'm walking out of this campaign without Winnipeggers at least sounding the alarm, like I just don't know, I don't, I just don't know how to to make people hear what I'm trying to say. Oh. Sorry, and I, I apologize. I know no. that's a lot of information, and uh, it's just I'm I'm very passionate about it. Uh, I would never want, um, you know, my niece forty years later to be suffering from something that I didn't do. That's it. That's that's the whole thing. I would never want my mom to suffer because I was I was so blind that I couldn't see truth. Wow. Well, that's just a little taste of Rana's passion. And, and when I found that out too, it's like unbelievable. And here we are just living our lives. And before, uh, is there any questions? That should be a heavy, that's, does anyone have any questions about yes. that? No, yes. Another pointed question, Rana. Sure. You're single. I am. You mm -hmm. live at home. I live with my mom. My you mom lives with me. My mom and my sister, yeah. And children? No. Yeah, that's a good question. And, you know, I guess it's interesting being a woman. Hey, guys? Like, it's really interesting. It's uh, like the invasiveness of, of people. The, um, like, I owe people an explanation somehow. Yeah. I, I owe people an explanation of, of what, like, what's wrong with her? Well, nothing. Nothing's wrong with me. I just, um, you know, I had a tough eight-year relationship, and I think uh, I was strong enough to not be in it anymore, and I encourage anyone to not be where they're not supposed to be, <laughs> number one. Um, and, you know, when people talk about uh, children, I think that, I think they should self-reflect um, when they're asking anyone that question, whether it's me, whether it's family members, whether it's anyone. You know, I, I, I was diagnosed at 23 or 24 with premature ovarian failure. So I've been on literally full hormone replacement therapy for 20 years of my life. And um, so when people ask me that question, because I had to mourn that, I had to grieve that. You know, I come from a family of five children. You know, I have five siblings. Like I, in my world, in my culture, in my in my beautiful existence that I'm so proud to live in, uh, children are the greatest gift. They're they're everything, right? And um, you know, what do you do when you're handed that? You know, and then have to and then have to talk about it or somehow defend it or I mean, come on, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, so I appreciate you asking the question and giving me a safe space to have that conversation, right? Because it's not an easy conversation to have, but, um, but, but I'm, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm a ride or die true to the, true to the, to the max person. I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. That was my path. That's, um, something that I had to, like I said, I had to grieve it. I had to really um, come to terms with this idea that it was never going to happen to me in, in that natural way. Um, will I have children? Yeah, I think I'll probably adopt. I think that um, I might adopt children. You know, I might, <coughs> I might use my sister's eggs if we want to get really personal. Uh, if everyone needs to know, you know, like I might do things because I definitely do want children. Um, but when Zyra was born, my niece, my youngest sister's daughter was born, and if you go over my social media, you'll see her every second day because she's just the love of my life. Um, you know, I realized that, you know, I'm so much more, 
it's so much more powerful to be a mom at. You know, it's so much more powerful to have this child in your life that I, you know, that she's with me all the time. I take her everywhere I go through this campaign. You know, she's seeing things that nobody in my entire life generation ancestors would have ever seen before. But this beautiful child who is such a gift to us, um, she gets to see it all, you know. And so for now, she's my baby girl and, uh, you know, She's, she's everything, she's life, she's the, the absolute pride and joy of my existence. She's so funny. She stands at the bottom of the stairs, she's like, Auntie Rana, when she wants my attention, and you know, she's great, you know. But I'll tell you a funny story about her, because I have to. Um, her mom told her the other day, <laughs> Zyra, like, you can't just ask Auntie for anything and just get it, even though whatever she asks for, I mean, I'm spoiling her, right? She's my baby. And um, <laughs> then she goes to me, she was just like, because she no longer can have immediate things. So she comes to me and she's just like, huh, Auntie, one day can I have this? <laughs> Instead of being right away. So now she's just like, one day. Can I have this one day? I'm like, for sure, kid. Whatever you, whatever you want, it's all yours. Here, take my clothes, take my shoes, take my jewelry, whatever you want, it's all yours. But yeah, so that's, uh, that's, you know, that's, the whole, that's the whole thing. And, um, I just want to go back to, to my mom and my dad and uh, my parents and, and, and my, my own, who I am as, as a woman, you know, like I'm a Pakistani woman, I'm a Muslim woman, I come from a different culture, I come from a different place, and um, I'm very proud of where I come from. I, it's given me pillars of things that I know that I never waver on. You know, I never waver on some things because I'm grounded in that. Um, and it's such a powerful thing. And um, like any of us, no matter where we're, no matter who we are, where we're from, when we know who we are, it's such a powerful thing. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, we, we don't, we take care of our parents, period. Uh, you know, we will shut down businesses, we will shut down life, we will do everything to take care of our parents. And um, you know, that's, that's just my life. And I'll tell you, you know, my dad passed away two years ago. And, um, you know, if you ever watch me in history and in the past, you'll see that my dad was like my life. Like he was my biggest, uh, my biggest supporter. He was just everything in life to me. And when he passed away, you know, I've, I, I literally grieve two years later every day. There's, it's never been okay. I don't know if it will ever be okay. Um, it's very painful. It's very sad. It's very empty without him. But um, but one of the best moments in my life were when he passed away, me knowing exactly what I needed to do because I was with him every day. I was with him. He had never gone a single day. Like my parents had never gone a single day in their entire life ever without at least two of the five children with them. Somebody is always with them always um, and I think that I'm very lucky and blessed to do that and I recognize not a lot of people can do that and I recognize there's a lot of families who don't have that so I acknowledge that I acknowledge that I have that that strength but it also makes me who I am most definitely all right yes Deb <laughs> that was Robin running in front of the camera that's okay Oh, well, thank you for sharing that, Rana, and, and of course my sympathies on the loss of your father. And I totally can understand that and empathize with that, the importance of parents and the importance of seniors. And like you identified, 
not every senior has a, has a, a child, has a caregiver, has that connection. And especially now over these last few years, there are a lot of seniors who are isolated. So I'm wondering your thoughts on making Winnipeg a more senior-friendly or more aging-friendly city. If I may, thank <laughs> you for the question. Um, and I'd like to tell the audience, this is totally not planned at all. This is actually a question, and thank you. So my third announcement was making Winnipeg an age-friendly city. So while everyone's talking about being a night mayor or whatever they're talking about, I made it a point to ensure that Winnipeg was an age, when I'm mayor, guaranteed, I'm not wavering on this, Winnipeg has to be the most age-friendly city. And I had a few pillars of that. How do we do that? Well, it's everything from accessibility, making sure that if you're a senior by yourself and you actually don't have the support that I'm talking about, that I'm blessed to have, that you can go to a bus stop and actually get to a bus stop. We don't need bus stops in the middle of a forest where nobody can get to. What are we doing? What are, like, you know, people wait months for doctor's appointments. With the healthcare system as it is, people wait months to get that one appointment. And then we tell them what, go on a bus to get there? In, 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 in this scenario, are we joking? That's not, that's not who we are. That's not who we are as people. That's not who we are as Winnipeggers. You know, so as the demographic changes, why can't we plan ahead? What is so difficult for people to walk out of politics for five minutes and think, huh, there's a demographic shift that is happening aggressively in this city. And there's people in this city who need help, you know? And with inflation rising and with all these things, yes, so it's accessibility. It's making sure that if you're a senior, you need help. You, I don't, if you're an independent living senior and you need help, you can't shovel your snow, you can't get out of your driveway, why can't we have volunteers? Why can't you call 311 for someone to come and shovel your driveway? Call me, I'll do it. Like, what are we doing? It makes no sense, you know, because on the one hand, we are those people. We are those people, when you call for help, we will do it. But we've never given the opportunity for that to happen. So yes, it's accessibility. Um, yes, it's Handy Transit or Winnipeg Plus now. Um, you know what's, ex what's, what's appalling to me? Is the fact that you have seniors on the phone for 45 minutes trying to book an appointment to go to appointment. Do we feel that that's good? Does anyone feel good about that? Would you want your parent to be sitting like that? I would never allow that. I wouldn't allow it for not only mine, but any friends, any other family who are in that situation. I would never allow that. We treat people with dignity. We treat people with respect. You know, we don't do this to people. It's awful. And what do they feel like? Do we not have empathy? We don't know what they feel like when they're sitting on the phone, feeling like there's some kind of burden. That's, it, this, it's, it's awful. So, no, I, I appreciate the question. So, I have an age-friendly policy. I, I want Winnipeg to be the most age-friendly city in the country. Can we do it? Absolutely. Should we do it? It's a necessity. Is it going to be very difficult to do? Is it, well, we've never done it that way. Don't buy into that. 
We make those decisions. We prioritize as people. The city, as people, we make those decisions. So we have to prioritize it as a group, as a community. Do we value our seniors? Yes, okay, let's do it. You know, make them safe on the street. Make sure they're safe in their homes. Make sure they have help where they need it. Make sure they're not trying to shovel five feet of snow. You know, uh, it, it's everything from ha handy transit to accessibility uh, to community centers, making sure that if they're going to a family picnic, how, how do you expect them to, to wheel on, onto grass? So you have an entire family gathering in one corner, and then you have a senior who may or may not have someone to, to, to um, help them. Is it really difficult to make sure that there are paths leading to picnic tables? It doesn't have to be permanent paths. Every other city in the world has figured it out. Can we do it? Probably. You know, um, to that, to community centers, you know, ensuring that community centers are accessible, that we have programming, that we're age friendly. If we want to deal with our crime issues, if we want to deal with the issues that we're dealing with, we need to start to become a community again. Neighbors need to know neighbors. Families need to know families. Your kids should be safe on the street. Let's think back to the block parent days, our older days. How did we grow up? I mean, I'm 45 years old. How did we grow up? I can tell you, I was living in Enola and I was on a gravel road and if someone saw that you know the Bakari kids were being bad we were told like <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't happening and that was out in the country you know so so yes absolutely 100% and the fact that i announced it third should should speak to the fact that you know for me it's not an option you know and people will be able to tell when i'm making announcements because frankly, I need earned media, or else how am I gonna get elected? And people will know when it's something that I'm passionate about. You'll know, you'll know by my voice, you'll know by my, my, my tone, you'll know by the words that I'm speaking that I believe in this. I'm not just saying this to get, you know, uh, because I need, I need you know, my face in, in, in the paper or else I'm never gonna get elected. You know, and again, I could lie about that, but I'm being blunt. That's the fact, Those are, that's the truth. Yes. Sorry, that was a long-winded <laughs> question. I appreciate you answering it because I love talking about it. Well, you're, you're getting a lot of airtime now. <laughs> Thank you. But I think everybody here really appreciates and feels your passion for everything. And I know that the conversation is going to continue on. But we do have a very special guest to come on. Yay! And a little surprise. I feel kind of like Ellen or Oprah <laughs> tonight. So You get um, a car. You get yes, a car. you get a car. <laughs> you get a car. We all get cars. <laughs> Uh, no, maybe a glass of Prosecco. Oh, is that okay? I know. Oh, but no. All I want to say is that all the women in Winnipeg, please go out and vote. I might tend toward a name on the ballot that will be right at the top of the ballot. Uh, but really, now more than ever, we really need your support so thank you Rana thank you I, I appreciate you and it's been um, awesome yeah so how many more days who's counting for, who's, <laughs> no I'm, you know I'm not counting but I thank you yes. uh, I thank you for the space I thank you for always giving me that safe space and being such a you know I couldn't have imagined a more perfect team and some of our team members are here you know Larissa's is here mm -hmm. and Lindsay's back there and I believe uh, and uh, you know Rebecca and, and Charlie and um, and Teresa, you guys, I mean, it's pretty historic. It's pretty historic to have a all 
female team. I mean, imagine that. Like, it's, it's not anything. And I'm not talking, sorry, <laughs> but I'm not talking about people with 20 years of political experience. That's not what I wanted. I wanted truth. I wanted reality. And that's what we got. So there's a lot of history to be made here. So go out and vote. Uh, follow me on all the social medias. And I, th I thank you for all that you do every single day. Thank you, Rana. Don't go away. We're going to be back with Hugh Living Room and Ruslana Zodak. All right, ladies, hold up your bags. Look at this. It is Ellen. It is Ellen. Okay, it's not It's not a car, so don't get too excited, Carla. I know, I know, I know. But my beautiful guest now for Hugh Living Room is Ruslana Zodek. Centifique is your business, but you brought us such an amazing little gift bag. So first of all, what's in her bag? Thank you, Tracy. So, first of all, I wanted to surprise you with some uh, samples of uh, the stuff we hold at Scientific Holistic Wellness Boutique. It's all natural, and I brought you a Maple Beauty face cream. It's basically all, uh, done with maple extract that's considered as natural Botox, ladies. Yeah, it's huge, and for sure you can try, I put uh, enough to try a few days. You're not going to uh, feel anything on your first application, but once you start using this one, you can feel how, you, uh, how your skin becomes like uplifted, and it's uh, very good for your elastin, for your collagen. So try this one. And the other one is the firming serum for decollete and neck area because we tend to take care, a good care of our face area, but we tend to forget that this is part of our <laughs> very important piece on our, our body, neck. right? And it can tell exactly and show our age. So we want to make sure we take care, a good care of this part as well. And I put uh, some explanations, uh, what is it? Uh, about and it's very rich in uh, omega-3 and vitamin E and as I mentioned it's all natural with geranium essential oil so you can try it out and enjoy this one the other one I brought you it's a nice brochure about a uh, private perfume session creation so I'm a certified aromatherapist and one of the things that I'm doing, I'm helping women to create their scent, unique scent. We're all unique, and we should have our unique scent to wear because uh, our uh, sense of smell, it's uh, one of the most important that we can remember people and remember places and remember uh, something from our uh, past by uh, specific smells. So this one could be 101. Or this one could be done in uh, groups, uh, friends. Uh, uh, I do lots of uh, women nights or uh, <laughs> well fun uh, like parties. So fun. Yeah, right. it's we'll and you can uh, read about it in the back. 
And I put a brochure about uh, maple beauty cream. You can read about this one as well. And the amazing part, I uh, put my details and a special <laughs> gift, a special uh, discount coupon of 20% if you use uh, coupon RANA20. <gasps> There so, you go. especially Aww. for you ladies, you can enjoy it. You Aww. can go on the website and enjoy. And uh, good luck to run, of course. And yeah, we wish you lots of luck. Oh, thank and you. I think all natural products will support you ladies here. And you can feel your best from inside out. Oh, well, big round of applause, everybody. Big round of applause. Thank, thank you. So you. Much. Well. Okay, show's done now. No. <laughs> oh, Ruslana, it's so amazing, I guess, when you get into the area of smell. Not Absolutely. a sexy thing, so to speak, but it is so important. How did you get involved in all of this aromatherapy and everything else that you do? So basically, you could be surprised, but it's a very sexy topic to talk about. <laughs> and with the smell, we can attract others. Yeah, we can attract uh, people with our smell. It's unconscious, but uh, yeah, it's something that works on this level. Wow. And for me, aromatherapy, um, I um, discovered it 15 years ago when uh, I was uh, uh, with my first pregnancy. And aromatherapy and essential oils basically helped me to carry a healthy baby to deliver and for postpartum. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and so, uh, I'm sorry, so how did it help you? Okay, so essential oils and natural uh, lifestyle, it's very, very important when you carry a baby, when you get prepared to become a mother and after, after mm -hmm. that, a recovery. And I was su uh, suffering for uh, hormonal issues and uh, I was dealing with lots. Uh, I went to look around for different techniques and, uh, and stuff that might help me uh, to get pregnant and uh, to have a healthy pregnancy and not to suffer after that. And uh, essential oils, aromatherapy, basically helped me not only during pregnancy, but uh, even after that to fight with non-sexy things <laughs> that we call uh, postpartum depression. So many women suffer from this, but uh, none of them used to talk about it. I hope uh, now people are more o uh, open to uh, discuss this topic, but uh, back in the days, 15 years ago, it wasn't so, and for me it was a huge surprise. I thought that the day I'll become a mom, it would be the most happy day of my life, and I was surprised it wasn't, because uh, I was very happy to have my child, but I was crying all the day and I couldn't understand why. And of course, uh, the best and the easiest way to treat this one is to give you a pill. Mm -hmm. But I decided I don't want to take any pills. I want to try the natural thing. And this is how I discover uh, change of lifestyle. This is how I discover uh, uh, Chinese medicine those days. This is how I discover aromatherapy. And if you're a bit familiar with essential oil, so ylang-ylang essential mm -hmm. oil and neroli essential oil and lavender helped me a lot with my uh, postpartum recovery. Amazing. And so now you've parlayed this into your own business and made Winnipeg your home. Yes. Maybe a little bit of background on okay, yourself. Okay, yeah, I have a very interesting background. I was born in Ukraine. And in 1991, uh, my parents made a decision uh, to relocate to Israel. 
So when I was nine, we moved to Israel and I lived there for 26 years. So I speak uh, uh, Russian, Ukrainian, and Hebrew, and I don't really know which one of them is my native language. I think both of them. We used to say the language you dream, mm -hmm. this is your language. So I dream all of these languages, so I don't know. So uh, when people ask me, your accent is very different. Where is it from? <laughs> I said, oh, it's complicated. It's a combination <laughs> of Hebrew, Russian, and Ukraine. So I'm not sure. And uh, six years ago, uh, me and my husband, we made a decision to, came to, uh, to come to Canada. Wow. And uh, uh, my husband like said, we have to go. Uh, here is a more secure place to raise kids. And uh, without him, I would not move, him to, uh, move here. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, I was <laughs> scared because I, was I knew what immigration is for the first time. And it was tough for my parents. I remember them from my childhood. It was really traumatic. I didn't want to bring any trauma to my kids again, but uh, we, we had what to lose. But we made this decision because uh, my husband told me one wise thing that it's better uh, we try and regret, and then we can go back instead of not trying and regret our, all our lives, right? And in Hebrew, you say uh, you change your uh, your place, you change your luck. Mm -hmm. And so basically, when I moved here, uh, first of all, I'm not uh, regretting, and I'm very happy, <laughs> and I'm, I thank every day, and I thank, uh, and I say to my husband, I'm so happy that I followed your uh, advice, and we moved here. But here, I basically uh, opened uh, my business and uh, decided to chase my dreams and to combine together all the things that I'm very passionate about. I don't think I would uh, I could make it back to Israel. Yeah. So, Ruslana, in your opinion, you have met so many women uh, because I'm just using that right now because oh yeah, it's all women here. How do we rank? Or where do we rank? Or maybe we don't rank Winnipeg women. You know what? I think in Winnipeg, and many people ask me why you decided to come to Winnipeg, <laughs> right? So before we made this decision, we did a big trip around the Canada. And uh, I like Winnipeg because of the community here. And when you see uh, this on the cars, Friendly Manitoba, it's not just for a sign. It's really friendly because the uh, community and uh, the passion and the smile on the face is not fake. I could not see in any other province. And uh, once we came here, it's a huge Israeli community here, mm -hmm. big Russian community, mm -hmm. and now it's a huge Ukrainian community <laughs> here. And um, so uh, I don't see myself in any other province. Mm -hmm. And I think we have a very unique, something very unique here. And uh, I have friends uh, all around the Canada right now. And when they come see uh, and visit me in Winnipeg, they say, oh, wow, we don't have it in other provinces. And more of that, I have friends who moved from other provinces to Winnipeg. And uh, nobody Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, we hear, we tend to hear about those who live to Toronto, to BC, mm -hmm. but it's not sexy to move to Winnipeg. Oh. And I'm here to change it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And yes, let's all use that maple extract all over <laughs> us. I mean, we're going to bathe in that. 
okay, so now let's talk about your business, Centifique. Yeah. Largely female? Yeah. Or there are some males that do come? Um, there are males, and I have to tell you that males that come to see me, uh, they come back. They're the most loyal clients I have because one, you have a man who tried the aftershave and they could feel the difference between what, what they buy at, uh, I don't want to say any brands, <laughs> but elsewhere. Yes. And they say, oh, this is the best. I didn't know something like that could happen to my skin. And they come back. And usually it happens like this. The wife mm -hmm. comes first and then sh she brings kids and <laughs> then she brings husband and then husband <laughs> stays <laughs> this is how it works yes yeah. now is it your own personal sense of smell like you bring all of like the different essential oils and is it your sense of smell that brings out your own scent uh so uh it's not uh, honestly it's not about the smell so we mm -hmm. tend to think that aromatherapy is oh this is smells good this is smells bad so basically it's not Aromatherapy, it's about these healing molecules uh, mm -hmm. that we have inside each and every oil. And every oil is different. The smell is uh, like a side effect of the mole uh, molecules you have inside. So it's very easy to fake the smell. For example, the most popular is lavender. So mm -hmm. if you smell fake lavender via uh, real essential oils, you will not feel the difference. Mm -hmm. But uh, the fake one will not heal you. No. Uh, in the uh, sometimes even it can make you uh, an allergy or a headache or something like that because sometimes we tend to think that we have allergy for uh, essential oils but basically it's not for essential oils it's for uh, uh, synthetic smells that mm -hmm. we tend to use in popular brands because essential oils are, are uh, pretty expensive so you can y you cannot use them too much and if you go around and you can smell a very strong scent, it's not a real essential oil. Because a, a real essential oil is not going to uh, smell very strongly. So smells, uh, scents, it's uh, very nice, but it's like we have to remember it's like side effects. If you want to treat or help with any condition, for example, eczema or sleep disorders or something like that, so uh, a person who come to see me for a consultation, of course we will build a blend uh, with uh, some smells that the client can tolerate because if he doesn't like the smell, they're not going to use it, right? But it's not for the smell, it's for uh, the uh, molecules that you can uh, inhale them or you can apply them topically and mm -hmm. they can go to your bloodstream between three to 10 minutes. Wow. So it's amazing, yeah. Yes. Yeah, this is why uh, ar uh, aromatherapy uh, called uh, uh, an art and science at the same time. Oh. Yeah, amazing. it's very interesting. Oh, well, yeah. we're so glad that you're here. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, there's a special weekend coming up. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Winnipeg, we are going to be part of the world wellness weekend absolutely so world wellness weekend is going to happen six time in this year all around the world and the first time in manitoba so uh myself and laurie berkman we are ambassadors for manitoba 
And uh, basically what we were doing and uh, working very hard is to reach out to uh, wellness uh, businesses uh, and individuals and venues to uh, offer them to do something for free and open uh, for the community uh, uh, to ba basically spread the wellness around. And uh, we, because we are friendly, Manitoba, I'm very glad and very proud to say that as of right now, we're, uh, uh, we could organize uh, the mo uh, more events than any other province in Canada. Yeah, Amazing. And, and it's not only for the quantity, it's for the quality. We have amazing businesses here that say, uh, the moment me and Lori reach out to them, they say, of course, sure. So. Uh, on uh, September 16th, 17th and 18th, there would be lots of free events around the city. And if you go to wellmap.org and put Winnipeg, you can see all the events. Most of them already sold out. Oh but wow. we still have <laughs> some good ones. For example, on Sunday, we have self-care Sunday for women from uh, 9 a.m. till 4 p.m. Uh, full day. Uh, with lots of uh, uh, wellness, uh, good contact for women in the Clarion Hotel. It's including uh, nutrition, fitness tips, uh, uh, yoga, and uh, some uh, mindfulness stuff that's very, very recommended. You can uh, register yourself and bring your friends. And it's all about you. It's all about self-care. It's all about uh, find this time to take care of the most important things that you have. Why take did it take us so long to become part of this? Oh, you see, you see. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, thanks to you. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, so I really encourage each one of you to go all on wellmap.org and uh, uh, register and enjoy. Um, I personally met the founder, Jean-Guida Gabriak, uh, three months ago. Uh, he was in uh, Winnipeg. And he was talking about uh, Warm Wellness Weekend and that he's looking for ambassadors. And this is how we basically uh, started this journey uh, this year. And I'm very, very proud and very happy because me and Lori, we've done a really good job and we brought an amazing team on board. We have two uh, of amazing ladies sitting here that mm -hmm. organizing uh, uh, events. So thank you, ladies. Yeah, and uh, this is what amazing about our community. Oh, and so I guess if it comes full circle for you, Ruslana, being here in Winnipeg and I guess sitting in a stranger's backyard with 20 other incredible women only in Winnipeg and, and Robin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's amazing. It's, uh, it's amazing. Uh, thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for this opportunity. And uh, honestly, I think because of uh, your support, ladies, and because your openness, and we can do great things together. Like, you know, it's all sta it starts from our uh, mindset, uh, from our dreams, and we, uh, we cannot do it on ourselves. We need support. And I think uh, the most important thing that we can do is to support each other. Oh, so yeah. well said. So well said. Thank you. What does the future lie for Ruslana and her husband and your child? Um, I have three kids. Three kids. One now. of okay. them is wow. a true North Canadian. She oh. was born here three years ago. Yeah. 
so um, of course, when I'm talking f from business perspective, mm -hmm. I look to uh, grow. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a certified uh, holistic nutritionist, uh, aromatherapist, and a Reiki master. And uh, I'm, uh, what I'm doing in my business, I'm combining all these three together, and then I can see real good results. Because uh, uh, we can now, with uh, we have a really good uh, doctors here, but doctors are responsible uh, to take care when we are sick, right? Mm -hmm. It's our responsibility uh, to make the right choices, not to become sick, to do, to prevent, right? We call it prevent, uh, prevention medicine. And this is the choices of today, how our, uh, our uh, next years would be look like, because we can live longer. Uh, it doesn't, uh, doesn't mean uh, our uh, quality of uh, living would be good, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, and people uh, like me who are from wellness industry, it's important to educate and to uh, help uh, you to make the right choices. And this is my why. And this is what I'm passionate about. Uh, and I believe that uh, when you see a person who is passionate about something, mm -hmm. like Rona mentioned before, you cannot fake it, right? You cannot fake it. And uh, it's, uh, it's come with from inside out, right? And when we are looking for, uh, when you're asking me for my personal life, yes. of course, uh, I want to travel more. <laughs> I yes. want to discover this amazing, uh, like this, for example, this summer we discovered Manitoba. Mm -hmm. We did a lot of camping. I like oh. to travel and hopefully we'll travel more in the next years, yeah? Have some quality time. I'm very busy, but the time I'm with my family, with my kids, I want to have a quality time. Oh, yeah. well. Well, we wish you and your family all Thank the best. Thank you so much. And it's, you're now part of our Hue crew. You're now part of our community. And whatever support in any way, Ruslana, we're here. Thank you so much. I yes. really appreciate it. Thank you. So does anybody have any questions for Ruslana? Everybody's like, oh, you do, Lindsay. Thank you. Actually, it's not so much a question as it is focusing on community. So I wanted to wish you a Shana Tova, Islana, and Todaraba. to have a sweet and happy new year. Todaraba, Shana Tova. Thank yes. you so much. Yes, yes, this Shana is important. Tova is happy yes, new year. important yeah. time of day, yeah, yeah. time of year for you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank yes. you. All right. Anybody else? Rana, last words. Just uh, spread a word about my business. I'm, uh, I'm basically, to be honest with you, I'm not advertised at all. It's all about uh, uh, people refer people. Because uh, when I don't need to, to tell someone it, uh, it will heal you, it will help you. I'm not a doctor, even doctors cannot uh, promise you that, right? But when people feel the difference, uh, and it starts with their skin, right? The basic one is like skin care products and all this stuff. But when m moms come to me because their kids have eczema or they have issues or sleep disorders or diarrhea or any other gut issues, and I can help them with natural stuff, there is nothing that they can be more thankful than that. And then they will send their uh, friends and family, and this is how my business basically grows. And uh, I would uh, be more than happy if you try the products, if you like them, if you uh, 
be my uh, be my uh, clients and if you can refer other people to know about me it would be amazing oh and do you yeah. do anything for dogs yes I do <gasps> okay. it was a request I'm sold yeah I'm yeah. sold yes yes yeah. yes a few drops in the water bowl and oh that's yeah and okay. I do a shampoo for dogs oh, okay. and and uh, yeah whatever the whole thing yeah okay. <laughs> no yes he's not here tonight yes for an obvious <laughs> reason but no Thank you once again, Ms. Lana. Thank you so much. One of the beautiful ladies that we've all met. Thank you so much. And Robin. <laughs> uh, before we wrap up, though, I just want to thank each and every one of you for being here tonight. It's meant so much to me, to Rana, to Slana. And I just want to say cheers if everybody still has a glass. My glass is there. Yeah. So as we wrap up. Thank you. Here's to the Hugh women and continuing on our journey. Whatever that may look like, we will always be together and we will always love and cherish each other. Thank you all for supporting. Thank, thank you. you. Thank and you thank you all out there. Good night. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on blasttheradio.com. Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's BlastTheRadio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.